That's way good. Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cole's got to quit putting us in charge the night before. Here's your content, Cole. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Tuesday Tips. Brought to you by Hunt with Deed Official. It's Carter and Garrett again. <laughs> Third this week in a row, I think. This seems to be a theme recently. It's like almost like I'm getting brought on. It's, uh, and we're a thousand miles away from the last time we recorded one. Man, I feel like I'm a thousand miles from home every ten minutes. <laughs> it's been... Um, yeah, you're a real vagabond. Traveling... Uh, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> the homeless peasant. <laughs> no, that's funny. All right, uh, this episode we are talking about how to choose... Okay, we're talking about etiquette. Yeah. You don't want to show up... Camp etiquette. ...to a soiree or function, empty-handed. HLE event. You don't want to be a Perry Eisner and show up with six beers, <laughs> six beers in a Walmart <laughs> shopping bag for yourself. And maybe Luke. So we're talking about how to pick your favorite shitty beer. Shitty beer. Favorite gas station beer. Favorite. We favorite call them beer. college beers. That's the like, that's like the tier. You know, what I'm talking about yeah. like yeah. You know what you're getting when you're getting college beer. Yeah, it's the it's the sharing beer. You're getting your Bud Light. You're getting your Miller Light. Your your Coors. Your yeah. Your Colorado Kool Aids. Yeah. Your banquets. Your uh, PBRs. Your Natty Lights. And if you show up with Rolling Rock, you're getting a dick kick. <laughs> Your keystones. <laughs> I uh, there was this bar in college called the Tavern. Money was tight back in the day, but I had chickens, and I could take a dozen eggs, and that would get me four Tall Boy PBRs. Why am I not bar. surprised that you used to be able to take <laughs> eggs to a bar in exchange? <laughs> that would get me four Tall Boys, man. That's enough to get you going. Then you oh, figure that, it out. Yeah, from there, that's, you know? yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're just kidding, Cole. We're just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks here. We got a late season doe hunt coming up next weekend in uh, southwest Virginia at Luke and, well, the Cox family farm. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a bunch of folks coming in for the winter rendezvous who are members of the team coming in from all over the country for a doe hunt. And we were just looking at the weather and we're here in Georgia and it's getting chilly. It's a little chilly, a little windy, and... It is not warm. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. It's that little... fishing trip we took with Casey yesterday was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we got soaked. <laughs> we got cold. And we didn't catch any fish. Kind of like our elk hunting trip. It just... <clears throat> there's a theme here. We're having fun. <laughs> We're having fun, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Yeah. So let's talk a couple different ways... Prep for deer camp. Yeah. Winter deer camp. Winter deer camp. Late season. This is late season. Yeah. And, you know, for context, we're on the East Coast. uh, We're going to be hunting Appalachia, the hill country, um, whitetails. But it's muzzleloader season for us. Muzzleloader and archery. I'm bringing my bow. I think we're expecting rain. It'll or be wet. precipitation, at least, of some sort. It'll be wet. It'll be wet. It's Appalachian in the winter. It's <laughs> That's my first tip. Make sure you have a good pair of uh, nice tall boots. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna bring my my muck boots for sure. I'm gonna probably live in those that entire weekend. I'm sure it gets. I think I have the Lacrosse Alpha Burley Pros. I've got those too. Maybe I'll pack those as well. Actually, nice and toasty. Definitely, because it's gonna be cold. Yeah, those are nice and toasty. Um, In the mud, in the muck, yeah, in the shit. We're not hiking a ton. Nope. We're we're mostly dropping off each other at tree stands or relatively close. That's a pro of tree stand hunting is you don't have to, if you listen to last week's full episode, talking about layering, Mm -hmm. stopping, putting on, taking off, that kind of stuff. When you're tree stand hunting, it's a huge pro. Yeah, because you know you're just going to be, you need to just be warm. You can go in hot Mm -hmm. with everything on and even that little couple hundred yard jaunt to your stand will get you nice and warm to get you through. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, Alpha Burley Pros, those are amazing. I like mine a lot. I do too. I bought them for, just for tree stand hunting here. When it's I bought the them for ice fishing out in Colorado. Yeah. Game changer. Yep. No when more wet sitting, feet. and I can sit all day with, if my feet are dry. Because, like, the biggest culprits that'll pull you out of the stand earliest are cold feet and cold hands, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Without a doubt. Just in general, dryness for me is a, a big deal. Like It's important. <laughs> I mean, that fishing trip yesterday, like I said, was trash. And yeah. it was all because it was wet. Yeah. I mean, it was just a downpour. Yeah. And if you can stay dry, you can handle a lot of bullshit when, it, when you're dry. <laughs> Luke came back and was like, I, I had loaned Luke my rain jacket and my rain pants. After he was like, prepared. he was like, I don't need your rain pants. I was like, why don't you just take them? Yeah. And he was like, I think you need to upgrade, upgrade your rain gear. And I was like, dude, it was like biblically raining yeah. yesterday. And you were in Casey's souped up NASCAR boat and you were probably ripping. We still ran 70 miles an mile, hour. Yeah, 70 miles an hour. Lake. Like <laughs> rain gear is not made for that. <laughs> of course you got soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, boots, uh, knives, been sharpening knives. Yep. This is one of those camps that, like, it's all private property, right? So yep. we're n- the the mystery of if, if we're going to get something isn't really there so yeah. much. Um, someone will. Someone will get something. You're going to want to have your gear dialed in, ready to go. Yeah. Um, Knives are a big one. Shout out Derek. I think he's he's actually coming up, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I got my uh, my stand two blades are going to be coming. And then I'm going to bring in my outdoor edge. Um, Dude, those Havilon or like outdoor edge knives are pretty legit. Yeah, they are. I, I've been legit. like on the fence about those the last couple of years, but this year I got a chance to see that up close and personal. Yep. Pretty, pretty hefty. Um, They're sweet, dude. They're yeah. way sweet. I th- Luke worked up his entire mule deer. Mm-hmm. With an outdoor edge, the, just Seen the a lot three of elk inch. done with those this yeah. year, and two blades, just mm-hmm. whoosh, whoosh, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tool in the toolbox, right? Yeah. And then I like Derek's knives. I like the stand two blades for the big stuff. They're right? sturdy. When you're breaking joints, when you're mm-hmm. trying to get in on the kind neck, of prying, prying at the, it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's. You, you want a good hefty knife, but you want to have something that's a little bit more fine-tuned for... Yeah, you can't torque those. Stuff. You can't torque those outdoor edges. But nope. Derek's, you can you can run that bitch over with a train. <laughs> 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 Be just fine. Yeah. 
Um, um, reciting in, well, I'm bringing my rifle. You can rifle hunt on the on the North Carolina side, not the Virginia side. That is the unique part about the Cox property is that um, it's half on the Virginia, half on the North Carolina side. So on the North Carolina side, we can use rifles still during this time of year. And then on the Virginia side, it's going to be muzzleloaders and bows only. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, you kind of have to pay attention. If I bought tags for both sides just because it's more deer, right? Yep. Like. Um, I don't remember exactly how many of those two states allow, but I think it's upwards of like 12 deer between both. On the oh, I'm sure. I think Virginia's six, six deer, or plus. It's six from Virginia and then six from North Carolina. Yeah, dude, we have so many whitetail over here. It's insane. Yeah. Um, if I could go home with like three of them, I'd be stoked. Be I don't need a single one, so I'm happy to contribute to the cause. Okay, I'll take it. I I've been eating tag of soup all year this year. I want to put my new bow to work. Um, but reciting in my rifle, because I've had two western hunts back-to-back very quickly. I was sighted in at 200 and shooting a bigger grain than I do back home. Just being cognizant of that and, you know, re-dialing and getting re-familiar with your weapon. At a, dialing in at 100, going back down to the 150 grain shooting again, making sure everything's squared away before this hunt. Yeah. Just because, you know, like Luke was talking about, different grains, different calibers, different just whatever. changes everything at longer distances and whatever shooting, else. Dude, talking about shooting at longer distances, I digress a little bit, but shooting at the range at the Army base in the Springs mm-hmm. when we landed for our elk hunt, that was the first time I'd shot at 300 yards at a target. Oh, that's Ever crazy. in my entire life. Yeah. And I was dialed at 200 here. I shoot a Tika T3 freaking tack driver. Go out there and it's like off. Mm-hmm. Different. Mm-hmm. And they were ex- explaining to me the difference in elevation and how blah, 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 there's less resistance in the air, and it was... Thinner air up thinner there. Thinner air. Yeah. It basically, it makes your bullet more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. And it was off by, like, an inch. Still well within the kill box or whatever, but I was like, this is bizarre, right? But then, you know, flying out there, you don't know who's tossing your rifle right. around and anything like that, and then coming back again, and then going out for this hunt. Never assume your rifle and scope and everything is... Yeah. Absolutely. The way the, <laughs> that it was when you left it, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. And that's just a responsibility that we have to take as hunters like with our gear. To even back up on that, like we kind of talked about the um the fact that this is mostly a muzzleloader hunt for a lot of these guys. Like Dude, I'm not even going to fucking touch a muzzleloader. I have very little experience with a muzzleloader, but I can tell you one thing you need to keep dry is you're fucking all of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> just, you just need to keep that shit dry. Yeah. So, like, it, it goes hand in hand with kind of what we were talking about and being prepared with, like, knowing what your equipment needs, knowing what, like, knowing how to operate it properly. Yeah. And, it, and being dialed in with it. Like, yep. it's open sights on mine. So, it's, like, pretty – I don't have to necessarily, like, shoot it for the sake of, like, dialing it in shooting it just so i know how it works or i remember yeah. how it works again familiar like, with the process yeah like these new modern these more modern muzzle loaders are great and very efficient and 
probably can shoot as far as a normal rifle now, but like took me a little while to figure out like to get consistently good at shooting that thing. Oh yeah. And we got a couple muzzle litter newbies coming down too. Mm-hmm. Like Frank's leaned into it full bore and he bought the full get up. Yeah. Yeah, he went all in. Yeah, which is cool. Like I'm a little envious. Like I've stayed back because it seems like a silly weapon to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not interested at all. And he's going in and learning a new discipline. It's a full discipline. Like there's a lot in your primers and you gotta keep your shit dry and Yeah. There's the delay and mm-hmm. even with the new ones and they just seem silly, but whatever. They have a season for it, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at one point, that was the most effective weapon on the planet. Yeah, killed a lot of people. Yeah. We went and watched Napoleon this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we did. I was just <laughs> about to say that. muzzle loading. Yeah. Yeah. What else? It's going to be chilly. It's going to be chilly. Uh, we are setting up tents? in a couple outfitter tents with stoves in them. Uh, we're going to kind of cool. prep up those a little bit better the next few days. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess from our side of things, like, essentially, we're kind of running it like an outfitter camp, right? Like, yep. at the end of the day, like, we kind of have to have a little bit of different things prepped for everybody that... Um, as as the hunter, you don't necessarily have to be prepped for, right? Like, the tents are all taken care of by us. The um, stoves, firewood, all that stuff's going to be preset, ready to go, all cut. Uh, food's going to be taken care of. I mean, we're going to, Cole and I are running to Costco, or Cole's just going to do it and come up with everything whenever he gets up there. Yeah. Um, Logistically-wise, that's just kind of a, a little bit of a glimpse of what us setting up this kind of a, an event looks like. Um, but it, I mean, as far as like prepping for a late season hunt for ourselves, like base layers and extra dry clothes when you have a lodge to stay at. Yeah. Definitely helpful. I don't know when I'm going to pack, but I still haven't even unpacked from our elk hunt. Like, I haven't washed yeah. any of my clothes that I need to wash. I was home for 36 hours after our yeah. cut. I've been home a lot longer, and I have not. <laughs> it's easy, though, to, like, just, especially when it's stuff you don't really use. Like, your hunting gear, when, what are you going to use it for at home? So you might as well keep it packed and ready to go all the time. <laughs> right. I I would do myself and maybe some others a service by washing some of those base layers, though. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hand warmers are a big, big thing right now. Yeah. Making sure, like you said, if you keep your hands and feet warm. Easy. Light. Easy. What's your go-to, like, snack or food? This So this is actually my first experience doing, like, the white It's a little different, stuff. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm used to a lot of the Western style, having everything on your back and walking all day. So, like, I keep really light, minimal snacks usually out there. Because um, if I'm walking, I don't really think about eating. Um, I'll carry, like, a couple of meals for throughout the day, and maybe, like, I carry a lot of those, um, uh, what are the things that marathon runners, the goo packets. The goos, yeah. yeah. I keep a lot of those Friggin on loaded me. loaded with carbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. I'll keep those on me because, like, 
at 10 o'clock in the morning when you start crashing a little bit, I'll slurp one of those down real fast, and then I'm good till it's like lunchtime. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Kyle Camp. Yeah. Big carb guy in the backcountry. Yep. Feed yeah, and nutrition. I I, uh, I kind of preload a lot of stuff, so like usually like in the mornings I'll eat a really big breakfast, and then just cruise on that most of the day, and then eat kind of like an earlier late like a later lunch, earlier dinner, and just have the two meals for the most part. But I'll eat heavy for both of those, and generally like for the Western stuff, that's what I do. For I get bored when I sit at home. That's when I notice myself eating a lot. Yeah, so like. I could see myself sitting in a tree stand and just. I think that's why tree stand hunters, little debbies all day. That's why we have the pernicious caricature that we do. Yeah, we're snackers. (laughs) Yeah, we're snackers, man. I will eat so much beef jerky. Speaking of which. Oh, dude! Speaking of which, we're gonna take a a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let me forget that. Send a ton. And that's, I mean, that's a good option too. Like the idea is that I'm hoping I'm going to take home two to three deer for myself. I'm going to turn a lot of that into jerky. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be the snack for next year, you know? Yeah. Not going to be like George and get my entire elk <laughs> turned into pepperoni. <laughs> Whole cow pepperoni. We had this guide that was working with us at um, Bear Creek Outfitters and he got a cow and he basically took all the good cuts of the meat and took the rest of it to the processor and said, I just want this turned into pepperoni. Yeah. Because the man loves elk pepperoni. Um, Luke's going to complain about that ice noise. Oh, I hope he does. I don't give a shit, Luke. Here's a real question. Uh, you going to bring your running shoes? I might have them in my, in my truck. Worst case scenario, Bubba is still in my hometown, and he's coming out, so I might give him a phone call and tell him to bring him. I think we should get a workout in, man. I think we should, oh, no, we're getting a workout. I think we should jump in I'm the I'm telling river. you right now, we get a workout in. Um, like you and I did at the last rendezvous? I think definitely. Especially if you're like... if you're if, Five beers deep. Yeah, well, <laughs> got to be five beers deep. If you're in deer camp, like, I think it's important to move. Yeah. Right, exactly. and I I understand like scent control is like a a thing, but if you have a river and you know bring some unscented soap, you can you can wash off that kind of thing. But I'm not jumping in the river in December. I think we have to. I think we have to. Do we? Yeah. Do we? Think about everybody else who won't want to do it. You know what I mean? Cam Haynes would do it, so we got to do it. But like. Moving your body, especially at deer camp, if you're eating like shit, <laughs> if you're drinking too much, if you're getting terrible sleep, right? We don't do any of that. Don't go to We're deer so camp just to do those things, right? Well, do them, but move your body too. Sometimes. I'm excited for that. I am too. We do need to get a good workout in. Uh, we I didn't just a little sweat. Any, Earn a couple beers. I didn't bring any weights, but we could do body weight workout. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do like we did last time. Yeah. Smoke everybody else. Bunch of nerds. Step it up. I'll we'll lift eat. Yeah. Slackers. Luke. <laughs> Cole. Perry did it with us. Chad. Chad did not. Ian did. He's 60. Ian did. Yeah. Who else can we call out? Bubba will do it. Oh, yeah. He'd do it. We'll shame Gabe into doing it. 
I don't want Evan to do it. No, Evan's got a hurt neck anyways, doesn't he? Yeah, but he'll just... He'll embarrass us. He'll just be so handsome. (laughs) I'll get distracted. (laughs) Like when he chops wood. That's right. That's right. Um... I don't know if I have really any other tips, just staying warm kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Bring snacks for yourself. Bring beer for other folks. Be ready to help out wherever you can in any camp you roll into. Yeah. Forever. No, always. And that's, I I think at the end of the day, that's actually an important thing to touch on is just don't ever, I don't ever like being the guy that's just sitting around at camp anyways. Yeah. I like to kind of be moving and keep, Keep active. There's times and places just to goof around, but yeah. there's always something you can do in camp. Always. And the landowner always needs work done. Like, yeah. there's literally always something you can do. Doug's given us the opportunity to come on this property and, like, yep. come hunt hunt his land. We better take care of him. Yeah. We better leave that place in a little better yeah, shape than we found make it. Make it better, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, that's how you get invited back and you get allowed to keep doing stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Plus, we have 16 dudes showing up. We can get a lot of work done with 16 boys. That's true. He probably hadn't seen that in a minute. Nope. We could move a barn like some Amish or something. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. It could happen. could happen. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for the recap. Hopefully, put like fifty does down. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We'll kind. I guess the next time uh, y'all will be hearing from us, it will be probably coming from from Doe Camp. Probably come from Doe Camp, and probably really, really close to Christmas, right? Be a week out from Christmas. Yeah. At point. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Sweet. Well, good. We'll check in with everybody, and as always, appreciate the holiday, guys. We'll talk to you next week.